Hello and welcome to episode 182 of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast. Yes, still being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And tonight, it's time for that December crazy travel roundup. Thanks for listening. Hello. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. And tonight I am partaking in a Wicked Weed Coastal Love Hazy IPA coming in at a hefty 6.3 APV. So if you traveled by plane over the past few weeks, hopefully you have been reunited with your luggage and hopefully you are finally at home. But in case you didn't hear, 2022 Christmas air travel was a dumpster fire and the winter storm that ignited that fire was on Friday, December 23rd. And the havoc from that continued on for almost the entire next week. Because I'm a data nerd, here are some of the numbers. On Tuesday, December 27th, over 20,000 delayed flights and 5,100 canceled flights. Following up on Wednesday, December 28th, over 11,000 delayed flights and 4,400 canceled flights. And Southwest took the brunt of it by canceling over 2,500 flights on both Tuesday the 27th as well as Wednesday the 28th. And Southwest owned up to what it could by calling their own performance unacceptable. And in case you didn't know, the word unacceptable offers no help if you're trying to get to your destination and or retrieve your luggage. So what does Southwest do to gain all of this attention? Let me grab my logistics clipboard and try to explain. Southwest does not use a hub system like Delta or like American Airlines. Southwest bases its routes on what's called a point-to-point system. This means they fly directly to the destination instead of being routed through a central hub. This is one of the reasons I switched from Delta to Southwest when I first relocated to O-Town because every single Delta flight I took had me going through Atlanta, which is not only their home base, it's also one of their hubs. If I had to go to Nashville on Delta, I had to lay over in Atlanta. Same with New Orleans, same with Newark. So that's one of the reasons that I did switch over to Southwest. And point to point, not a bad system until something like this storm takes place because the planes really have nowhere to go since their destination is their destination. And there's no giant plane parking lot to hang out in for three or four days. Now, as one that appreciates creative marketing, this travel debacle provided the perfect on-ramp for marketing directors all across the United States. Case in point, Dateline, Las Vegas, Nevada, Larry Flint's Hustler Club is advertising that anyone that could show them proof of having a cancel or delayed flight at Harry Reid International Airport can call them for a free ride to the club, also receive free cover charge, a drink, and a lap dance. Feel free to insert your own turbulence or bumpy ride joke right there. And in the spirit of research, I visited the Las Vegas Hustlers Club's website, and it appears that the free cover charge, a drink, and lap dance is a $60 value not including the free ride to the club. Not sure if that's a fair trade for a delayed flight, but the value is up to the recipient. To sum up holiday travel, I leave you with this. Up until 2020, the CEO and I 
normally got on a plane during the holidays, and I don't ever recall having a travel disaster anywhere near what this was. I mean, possibly a delayed flight, but not to the point of being stranded and trying to figure out how in the heck do we get home. So on to the December crazy travel roundup. Let's open with an update of sorts. The running joke for the better part of 2022 centered around Hertz rental cars and whether or not you'd be arrested for not returning your rental car, even if you had never rented from Hertz. So this was posted on the Hertz website. On December 5th, Hertz announced the settlement of 364 pending claims relating to vehicle theft reporting. This brings resolution to right around 95% of the pending theft reporting claims. The company will pay an aggregate amount of about $168 million by the end of the year to resolve these disputes. The company believes it will recover a meaningful portion of the settlement amount from its insurance carriers. Now on the surface, this sounds great. And without knowing all the details, the rough math indicates this could mean several hundred thousand dollars to each of the 364 claims. No idea how many people are in each one of those claims. But what isn't addressed in the statement is what has been done or what is being done to prevent this from happening again. Hertz has taken a sizable hit to their credibility. And I imagine somewhere that in an insurance company payout, there will be some verbiage addressing the prevention of just this happening in the future, or at least limiting to the insurance company's liability if it does happen again. The last time I mentioned this Hertz fiasco was during the October crazy travel roundup, and I summed it up with this. Hertz, this has been going on a bit too long. You've had plenty of time to resolve your software issues. Maybe, just maybe, it's time for a new CIO. Fast forward to December 2022, and so far I have not received any LinkedIn messages indicating that that position at Hertz is open. So our first thank you Florida story comes to us from Fox 2 in Detroit. Man and father-in-law kicked off plane leaving Flint Airport for saying penis. Jason Bauer and his father-in-law were flying down to thank you Florida to help with a move when they were approached by Allegiant Airlines flight staff. Bauer disclosed that finally the Flint police and the airport authority came over and said they were removed because Bauer said the word penis on board an airplane. He went on to add that he meant it in no real derogatory way. I mean, it is a part of the male anatomy and we were literally, literally kicked off the airplane in Flint. Bauer said that his wife had to come and pick him and his father-in-law up at the airport. A spokesman for Allegiant Airlines said two passengers had become disruptive and verbally abusive after boarding the plane. When crew members instructed them to cease their unruly behavior, the passengers failed to comply. As a result, both were deplaned and reaccommodated on other flights. According to Bauer, they were not the only ones kicked off the flight. There was another person who was intoxicated and while a fourth person threw up. In the end, Bauer and his father-in-law drove to Florida. And this story hit most of the travel blogosphere websites. And this one comment nailed it head on. Alan. Alan wrote, an uplifting story for travelers. Allegiant is facing stiff competition, but they still gave them a hard time and got them off the plane. However, they were able to rise to the occasion and found their way to Florida without winding up in the hole. So to sum it up, the other two unruly passengers were named as Micah Johnson 
and Dick Hertz. And apparently Allegiant Airlines has a very, very rigid behavior policy. So most of my 58 years of life, I've been someone that does not require a lot of sleep. My internal alarm clock typically goes off between 5.45 and 6 a.m., regardless of the time that I go to bed the previous evening. That being said, there are those that view sleep as this precious resource requiring nine plus hours each day, as well as hitting the snooze buttons multiple times in the morning. And I truly admire people that can sleep eight or more hours at a clip. I also admire those that can take naps during the day. If I take a nap, it's normally because I'm sick. Well, from Livin' Let's Fly, I give you our second Thank You Florida Story of the Month. Caught in the act, Delta passenger sets up huge mattress and gate area and goes to sleep. And that's caught as in C-O-T and not caught as in C-A-U-G-H-T. And this took place at my home airport, MCO, O-Town. So this passenger apparently was so serious about their sleep that he brought an inflatable air mattress with him to the airport. And this is an air mattress like you have for when company stays over for the evening. And if you spend any time in an airport, you will see passengers exhibiting various sleeping arrangements, lots of hoodies covering the whole head. Pillows are very commonplace. And on occasion, you might come across or hear about somebody with a hammock strung between two of the support pillars. However, this lad took the initiative to find enough open real estate in the gate area to not only set the mattress up, but he was also close enough to an outlet that permitted him to pump it up. While it's easy to brush this off as some lunatic Florida man getting on a plane, I believe there was a lot of thought that truly, truly went into this. This took place on December 13th. The previous day, it was all over the news that MCO was on the verge of running out of jet fuel and was facing a complete shutdown. And then you throw in a side order of the nasty weather between Florida and Atlanta, Georgia, which was his actual destination. There's a chance this Florida man was living in 2032 and not 2022. Our final thank you Florida story, securing this month's crazy travel roundup hat trick. This comes to us from TMZ, Miami International Airport, airport freakout woman Chuck's computer at airline agent. Just five days before Christmas, a woman in the Miami airport ripped out a computer monitor and threw it at the gate agent. Yes, threw it at the gate agent. There's a link to the video in the show notes. This crazy scene played out on Tuesday, December 20th at Miami International, and it shows a woman just absolutely going nuts on an American Airlines staff member in the middle of a crowded gate area. Eventually, she gets her hand on a computer screen and then throws it at the agent. Now, in case you didn't know, TMZ rarely does a deep dive into stories unless it happens inside the 30-mile zone. So no need to fret as the travel blogosphere sites immediately pick this story up. And it turns out the commotion was over her kids, her missing kids, and that someone should help find her kids. And as you could well imagine, the police did show up to help, not to help find the kids, but to help her into the back of the police car and it turns out that the kids had gone to the restroom and forgot to tell mom. And maybe actually they were trying to run away from this lunatic. Who knows? But this is a solid argument for a nationwide no-fly list. And so much for being on Santa's nice list. 
from the website seaboardinggroup.com, we have flight attendants commentary on luxury bags gets the plane laughing. This took place on a Southwest flight, and if you've never flown Southwest, and after the holiday travel disaster, some of you probably never will, but there are a few things that stand out about Southwest. First, flight attendants are generally allowed the freedom to have a bit of fun while doing their job. For instance, safety announcements might turn into an impromptu comedy sketch, or they'll hand out candy on Halloween flights. And second, there is no assigned seats, which makes storing your carry-on and personal baggage a bit of a challenge, which tends to slow down the boarding process. Well, there was a TikTok video of what I'm about to describe, but Divine Sorrow 916, that's a D-I-V-I-N-E underscore S-O-R-R-O-W 916, who posted the video, decided to make her account private. So recently, a Southwest Airlines flight attendant laid it on thick when encouraging passengers to stow their smaller bags under their seat back in front of them to make room in the overhead bins for actual luggage. He describes the rigorous testing that Southwest had performed to ensure that Gucci and Prada and all other luxury handbags will fit easily under the seat back. And then he deadpans the punchline. If they were real, you wouldn't be flying Southwest, would you? As they say, he nailed it. So several years ago, I had a late evening flight into Tampa. And as we were crossing the Gulf of Mexico, the pilot knew that we were going to be flying into some turbulence. So he had the fastened seatbelt chime sound and the indicator was illuminated. The lady sitting next to me was sipping on a cup of coffee when we did hit the turbulence and the plane immediately dropped in altitude. We were buckled in, but her coffee came up out of the cup in this giant brown mass, hit the ceiling of the plane, and then came down on top of both of us. So here is this month's PSA. When you are on a plane, always keep your seat belt fastened, even when it isn't required. On December 19th, at least 36 people were injured, some seriously, after severe turbulence on a Hawaiian Airlines flight. 11 patients were in serious condition. Honolulu Emergency Medical Services said in a statement, among those transported to the hospital was a 14-month-old child. The patient's injuries included serious head injury, lacerations, bruising, and loss of consciousness. The very next day, five were injured after severe turbulence on a United Airlines flight into Houston. No matter how sophisticated these avionic systems are, they aren't perfect and mother nature can be a real bitch. Ending 2022 on a very sad note, this is a statement from the Montgomery Regional Airport in Alabama. Around 3 p.m., an American Airlines ground crew employee was involved in a fatality. No additional information was available at the time. Our thoughts and prayers were with the family. Well, that was on Twitter, but as you all know, more details came forward overnight, and it seems that a baggage handler was sucked into the engine on an American Airlines E-175 jet. Absolutely tragic. Well, there you have it. Episode 182, the December Crazy Travel Roundup 2022 is in the books. 2023 lays ahead. Next week will probably be, our next episode will probably be the 2023 travel predictions. If you want detailed show notes, links, and pictures, head over to podpage.com slash travel hyphen stories. You can visit us at substack, travelstories.substack.com. 
leave a message on Anchor, shoot me an email, travelfrick at gmail.com. That's travelfrick at gmail.com. As I always say, travel safe, stay safe, and thanks for listening.